Welcome to today's Sticks and Dirt Kidmen podcast, a Christian-based kids ministry broadcast for the family of teachers, volunteers, and light creative soul winners, sharing experience and experiments. And now, today's podcast. Hey everybody, it's uh, Sticks and Dirt Kidman Podcast. My name is Randy Mockaby, and uh, today is actually March 31st, 2018. I never open up with a date, but uh, day before Easter and April, April Fool's Day is tomorrow. So I had seen something on the news online this morning that when I seen it, um, kind of shook me up in a little bit, and I wanted to just do like... Uh, an impromptu uh, podcast here and kind of share something with you on how I feel and how important it is to kid ministry for us. Uh, th- there's no resolve to this to me. It's just kind of something for us to maybe take a, a look at and consider and be uh, prayerful and mindful about our children as a whole in our country today. Um, the, the thing that I found online uh, this morning here, uh, I use Bing and at the bottom, they have these little thumbnail stories that coming through. And uh, uh, as about maybe two, three hours ago when I seen this, and I'm hopping back on it now. And the story is already bumped back just a little bit on the uh, their thumbnails. Other stories are coming and involving. So earlier stories get bumped down the timeline a little bit. The title is, is uh, called, A 13-Year-Old is Running for Governor in Vermont. And... Uh, just to let you know, this is not about politics. Um, uh, this is about kids that are being sucked into politics. And the David Hoggs and all these other young people that's been in the news lately and uh, been making uh, a big spotlight for themselves, um, it's really nothing new. Uh, it's just really strong and more prominent today. It's kind of there's kind of been in the tease here and there about the young people being uh, a lot of attention given to them in the media for certain things. And in, in these cases, gun issues, gun rights, and things like that. Um, but what had always been in the back of my mind, and I know I've never said this before out there, so I can't prove it, but I, to me, and I'm sure you've thought the same thing, that the, they keep uh, targeting and uh, beckoning these young people to be, get involved in spotlight for certain political issues. How far will they go? How young will they go? How far down the the age limit will they will they uh, or the age line will they go to bring someone out for an agenda somewhere? And when the teenagers are out there, the David Hoggs and the seniors and the high schoolers, you know that's kind of like okay, it's no surprise. It's, you know it's it's happening. It's it's stronger now, and they're getting a lot of attention, uh, and a lot of it for the wrong reason. You know they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, they're getting sucked into it. Uh, this morning, I seen a, now he's a 13-year-old uh, running for a governor in Vermont, and uh, several medias are covering it. Covering it. Uh, I went to his uh, site. Uh, his name is Ethan 
Sunborn, S-O-N-N-E-B-O-R-N. He's 13 years old and running for governor of Vermont. And the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, how can a 13-year-old run for governor? There's got to be a statute of limitations for age. Uh, Actually, that's been an issue uh, for many local small-town governments. Uh, It's a loophole that's been there in many many articles and and, and whatnot in small towns and governments that there has never been an age requirement in in many of these. Probably, I'm assuming, because who would think a 13-year-old would ever run for governor or for a mayor or anything like that? They just figured, you know, why put an age limit on here? It's just common sense. That's not going to happen. But because that was never there, uh, there is a loophole. And now with the way things are going today, uh, these kids are jumping through these loopholes. And apparently, in the state of Vermont, your only requirement is to be a citizen of the state for four years to run for governor. And so a 13-year-old qualifies. Uh, There is a GoFundMe page. There is his own website, Ethan Sunborn. Uh, dot com uh, and uh, just you know it's all over the the hill dot com's got an article on CNN and all these other places. Uh, again, to reemphasize, this is not about kids in politics or politics. What's alarming me is the fact that politics and media is sucking our children into them and to the, into their agenda and making them a tool. Uh, for something that, you know, they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And those of us who are adults and can see this happening, we can't do, like, almost nothing for this except pray for our kids. And what's, what's alarming me is how much younger will they reach down? If the state of Vermont and, um, does not have a, uh, an age requirement for governor, you know, what other little town somewhere... Uh, and I'm sure if we did a, a search on the online, we would probably find uh, children this age or teenagers running for mayor and certain offices in their town because that loophole was there. And so how far will they go to bring uh, young people and even children even younger than 13 onto their spotlight? And that, to me is just detrimental for that child alone. And uh, I, I went to uh, Ethan Sunborn's site, his homepage, and you guys do your homework yourself for this. And whether this pans out to be fraudulent or a spoof or whatever, so be it. But I've seen this happen before, and I'm sure you have too. And probably nothing becomes of these kids who try to run for an office somewhere in a small town, a small government, or in this case, as a governor for a state. I, I don't see him propelling into this. I'm sure there's going to be some supporters from the side that's pushing their agenda because his main uh, deal is for gun rights, and that's, that's the flavor for today is gun rights. And he's quoted on his own website as saying, uh, if I look at my fellow friends in school, uh, if I look at two options, one being, you know, learning uh, gun safety and learning gun control or learning how to shoot a rifle or a gun in comparison to gun control, I'm going to swing with gun control. So he's made it, he's drawn his line and said, 
I'm not so much concerned about a constitutional right, but I'm more concerned about this emotion. And that's what's gave him his spotlight. And I don't know if the parents are behind this. I don't know if this young man is really thinking for himself. But when you're that young, you're nothing more than a ball of Play-Doh in the hands of a monstrous society. In, in, in the wrong hands, you can be formed and molded into whatever they want to make you. And they will put you in the spotlight. They will put you in front of everyone and give you what you want, all the popularity, all the attention that you think you need as a 13-year-old. And when they're done with you, they'll just throw you off to the side. If you buck their system, if you go against and change your mind midstream, they will do just as much harm to you, and they don't care how young you are. And this is why I'm saying we need to pray for our kids. And this is something we cannot teach in Sunday school. I mean, I don't know how to approach this uh, as far as kid ministry. I don't know how, you know, if I'm trying to, I'm not trying to bring it in, but it's something we have to look at. Just because we're kid ministry doesn't mean we encapsulate ourselves within our two hours a week at our church and think everything's okay because we have them for an hour a week or two hours a week. We can't think that everything's okay because we see them then and we're having fun and they're praying and they're reading Bible verses and and we're doing activities together. And then we open up that capsule and they go back out to their schools and we don't know what they're being fed. We don't know what's going through their mind and we don't know who's you know, reaching out for their attention, reaching out for them to pull them into this. All of our children are exposed to social media, YouTubes. I don't know what they're watching. I don't know. I'm sure the percentage of our children and our kids' church that watch anything political is probably slim to none. But apparently there is a percentage that's watching because we have a 13-year-old running for governor, and we have high schoolers being activists. Somewhere in their life, this starts. And it, it, I don't know what age. I don't know what turns them on to this, except there's fame and the opportunity to become someone better than everybody else. Here's a shortcut for me to get on a platform and a stage and have my, my name on, on, in lights and on billboards and all over the news and the attention drawn to me. And that type of attention has always been around. When you and I were younger, that's been there. We may not have seen it like we do today. But it's there in their face today. And somewhere they're watching this and thinking, apparently they're thinking, how can I get a piece of that pie? How can I become, you know, how can I get all the attention that they're getting? If he's in high school, and getting that attention. If he's in junior high and getting that, how can I get that? Oh, all the money and attention and popularity and all the likes and and shares on my uh, social media, my website, that I will get if I am there. And without having to bring a topic like this into kid ministry and to address our kids, I don't know how. 
I just know as 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 adults and parents, uh, we've got to take care of our own. And if you have to monitor and breathe over their shoulder, breathe over their shoulders on as they're on their phone, looking at their website history, uh, you've got to look for some red flags somewhere, parents, teachers. Somehow we have to be preventive about this and teach our kids that there is a, a big vortex out there, the vacuum that's sucking in children. You know, and, uh, and here in the end, I'm going to tell you why I'm not against kids being involved. There, there's a monkey wrench for you. But right now, we need to uh, put our guard up. We need to investigate. And, 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 and as far as I know, if the parents are training their children to become this, that's a whole other thing. Uh, if, if their parents are pushing them to do this and they want them to be up there, God help the parents. God help the parents. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, an abuse. It's, it's, it's an abuse that parents, if parents are molding and shaping their kids to be an activist, shaping them and teaching them to be a, a governor at the age of, I don't know, since they were born. Because they're 13 now and trying to become a governor of a state. That had to start somewhere. Somebody is approving a minor his website. Someone's funding his website. He's got his attention. He's all over the news now. Regardless of how far this carries out. That, that's, that's not my concern right now. It, it'll probably carry out. He'll probably get some attention. He'll have a spotlight and fame. And whether he gets it or not is, is irrelevant to me right now. It's just the fact how he got there. And, and you know, it, is this something he wanted to do himself? Or did mom and dad, did a teacher, did YouTube, David Hogg, people like that? Who influenced him? And who says, yeah, go for it on that platform, on that agenda? And before I try to wrap things up, uh, as you notice, there's no sound effects. There's no one else here today on, on the podcast, just me. And uh, how they got there is beyond me. And it, it, I have nothing against young people doing what they're doing. And that's right. I, I, I don't have, there's nothing wrong with, to me, if David Hogg and these, these teenagers want to become activists and speak out, hey, that they have that right to do it. Um, I fear... For their agenda, I fear for the side that they're on. That's what alarms me. That's what saddens me. The reason I don't mind seeing young people going out there is because it's not my job to limit the potential of a child. And it's not your job to limit the potential of a child. It's our job to form and craft them into the right ways of God. Not to just let them go 
hog wild, no pun intended, not, not, not to allow them to go hog wild out there on their own like this. It's an abuse. They're being set up. They're a tool. They're going to get hurt. It's, a same, it's, a, it's almost like a bullying process that, that takes place to a kid in school who gets bullied. He's going to turn around and shoot somebody and, shoot the, and blow the whole school up. And once this 13-year-old gets in this political field where he doesn't need to be, in my opinion, and when the David Hoggs you know, do something that goes against the grain for those that's supporting them, It'll, it'll, all turn, it'll all turn backwards. They'll become nothing more than bullied. They'll become a victim, and they'll turn around and explode. I, I just pray that somehow, that if it goes that far, that we are there with open arms, that we are there to help heal and mend this back together to prevent something tragic from happening. Maybe not so much tragic as blowing up a school or killing their family and, and people that's been around them and bringing harm, but that if this comes to an end like that, that they know about godly people and somehow we can reach out and be there for them when they, when that, and if that happens, to help restore them and make them new. And I'm just... Uh, I'm not at a loss of words, obviously, because I'm sitting here speaking to you right now about this. How do we handle it as teachers and Sunday school teachers and kid ministers and evangelists, Christians, how, that we're teaching kids? I, I'm, I'm just curious, does this 13-year-old Ethan, does he go to Sunday school somewhere? And, you know, if he does, what does a Sunday school teacher think? What does a school teacher think? Who's, who's involved? Who's making the connection here? Who's, who's you know, built this to happen? And, and again, if, if a 13-year-old wants to run for governor, I don't want to stop that potential because they might have something. But I'm looking at the fuel here. I'm looking at what's being fed to him and why and the purpose. And it doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look good to our country. It goes against our constitutional rights. And then I reflect and think, these kids are just being a tool. So, so what do we say to our kids? What, what preventive lessons can we, you know, teach about? You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. You know, be careful, little eyes, what you see on YouTube. Be careful, little ears, what you hear at school. Uh, in our days, we taught stealing, you know, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. And we limit ourselves to that today. And without bringing politics into our kids' church, I'm, I'm, I'm just really I'm burdened right now. I don't know how to say this. Because it's not our job to make uh, ministry, a political platform, but I, I want our kids, you know, if they're going to be involved in that stuff, we want it to be involved in the, in the ways that God would want them to be. We want to encourage them to do the right thing, 
And I'm always thoughtful of the eight-year-old king in the Old Testament. I believe it was in the book of Second Kings. Josiah. I'm not a theologian, but I, I, I'm, a, I'm just, without even going there, I haven't even read into it yet. It's just not come to my mind about this. As I was thinking about this whole story this morning, Josiah popped in my mind, and I didn't go back and refresh myself. I don't know if he was just in his lineage and it was his time and age. He was just, you know, it was his turn, and he was flung into kingship at the age of eight. I don't think he went out and publicized that he wanted to be king. I think it's just how things happened. That's a different thing in itself, and he restored the things of God. He loved God. And that's the Bible verse. That's the, the lesson in the story in the Word of God that I use to say it's not our job to limit the potential of our children. God has a purpose for them. The Bible also says a child shall lead them. However you want to interpret that, That's your prerogative, that a child shall lead them. Oh, we can think of all kinds of ways to split it to our perspective. But a child shall lead them. Maybe we will have a Josiah come out here before long in that political field that stands up for the right thing, that's pleasing to God, that's in line with our constitution of our country and the things of God. And if that child comes up, if that 13-year-old comes up, for well, we're all for them, aren't we? We won't have no problem then. Will we? I, I fear for this 13-year-old Ethan. You know, he's just, he's being set up. He needs, he needs to be careful. He needs the wisdom of God. He needs knowledge. He needs to understand and look at both sides of us very carefully before he, well, he's already drawn his line. And the minute he changes that, if he does, and goes back the other way, then they'll, they'll drop him like a lead balloon. And he becomes hurt. And he's still young. And that changes his mindset and his perspective on people and those around him. And he will want to cause harm to himself and possibly those around him because it will be so destructive. It will be so harmful. So as, as a Christian, as ministry and fellow laborer, those of you out in kid ministry, uh, you tell me. It looks, it may not be an issue to you, and it may not be uh, something that you even see in your sanctuary or in your congregation. And, you know, they may not be in our church, but it's out there and it's happening. And they're going to let children come up there and make something out of them more and more. They'll go up as young as they can. If it pushes for the agenda and they'll, they'll hide behind these children because it's for the children. This is a child speaking. How can we say no to a child? How can we say no to a 13-year-old? Isn't that adorable?
So I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that out today, and all I can say is that I've, I've already said a prayer for Ethan, that he would reconsider before he gets too much farther in this, and that he uh, would realize that he literally is choosing his emotion, his Plato emotion, over a constitutional right. And that has received him some stardom. That's received him some attention. I mean, go look on his website. Go look on wherever he's at on the news. Got his little suit on. Got that professional, mature look on his face. Like, he knows what he's doing. But maybe he does as far as he thinks he does. I don't know. Like I said, it just, it's just that's something that's happening today, and we need to be ready. I don't know how far that will creep in, inside our children's ministries. I don't know how that's going to affect us, but we need to be on guard and be sensitive to the Spirit and be praying and be ready to make some changes and, and be able, in our teaching, in our methods, something preventative that will help these kids, you know, set their mind towards God and say, you know, let them know it's not all what you think it is out there. It's not all the glamour. It, it's hard to prove that when you got so many kids that are popular and so many different venues and genres of YouTube and Instagram. There's a lot of them out there that's good and wholesome. Kids that are opening up toys for the first time and doing product reviews. Hey, that's awesome. That's cool. And they're making millions out there. Eight and ten-year-old kids. Hundreds of thousands and even millions doing uh, product reviews for new toys that's coming out on the market. That's, that's great, man. That's some potential being unleashed right there. And they're going to they're gonna be financially set for life, and, and God bless them. I'm not saying I don't want that. It's just there, there's an evil side. It's whose hands you're in. And it's, it's, you know, why are you doing this? You're doing this for selfish reasons, or is it something you love to do? And if a child, is, if a kid hears this, please consider that if you're trying to reach popularity and a lot of attention out there, um, be prayerful. Talk to God about it. Talk to your parents. Talk to your pastor and your Sunday school teachers. You know, and and you know, strict confidence and and be uh, mature about something like this. And consider it carefully because it may not be for you. This podcast we've started four months ago, if that, three months ago, last November. We, we, we continue on because we love doing this. Our format's different. This particular podcast is completely different from all the other 30 episodes. We usually have two, three, four, six people in here, sound effects, laughing it up, uh, just doing, talking off our head. But we, we talk about important issues and kid men. Then we have some fun, tell jokes and be silly. Um, and we get 20, 30 likes 
or plays on our SoundCloud file. That's that's nothing. That's that's nothing. But we don't worry about that. We know that there's a couple people out there that listen and we get emails that they appreciate and they listen to it and they gain from it. And that's what matters. As long as we're helping somebody and we're enjoying what we're doing, then we're going to keep doing this until we feel we don't need to do it no more. We're not doing it to get out there and become superstars. We're not doing this because just not to go out there and be somebody. We're just doing this because we want to do this. We, We love doing it. We're having fun with it, and it's benefiting somebody else. It's not benefiting a whole country. It's not benefiting thousands of churches out there, but it's benefiting somebody. It's helping somebody. Not every podcast is is favored. Not every one of them are uh, probably for you, not to your liking, not as spiritual as you'd like it to be. But we're having fun, and we're enjoying this. And it's moments like this when I see what I saw on the uh, Internet this morning um, that makes me just stop and come here and say what I say today and open up my heart about how I feel about this. And I hope and pray that you will just consider and just watch. Keep an eye out there. Don't be surprised if, it, if they reach out and try to pull in kids under 13 years old to pull off an agenda somewhere. And I'm sure somewhere in the in the history here, recent years, that's probably already been attempted. And, you know, I'm sure there's some articles out there where it's done work, but the field, the, the, the soil out there in our society, the culture that's being raised, it's prime for that to happen, and it's prime for it to thrive. And if our kids and young people are going to be thrust out there, uh, we need to have kids and young people and teenagers full of God. That if it comes to them and God wills it, then God empower them. and God be with them and we support them. And if they listen and do the right thing and don't sway away and don't be persuaded and sucked into the wrong side of things. And yes, I said the wrong, there is a good side and there's a bad side to all this. There is a heaven and there is a hell regardless of what the Pope said. If you're going to take hell out of the Bible, why even bother with heaven? Why even bother with a God? And that's a whole other issue. That's something else has been thrown out there that children are hearing that we have to deal with that a religious man of his stature is taken away from God's word. And we have to deal with that now. And you wonder why some churches separate themselves from certain denominations. And I just probably had half the people turn this off because I said that. But that's truth.
any religious man that stands up and takes away from the word, the Bible tells us to walk big circles around that person, to walk big circles around that institution. If you take away or add to So I will, I'm drawing a blank. I'm going to close off and, and just say this. Pray for our kids. Pray for ourselves. Let's pray for one another about this. And it, it may seem something small or insignificant to you, but it's there. And don't think the devil or evil in itself has any... Uh, Discrimination, it doesn't matter how old or how young. He's, he, God has no respect for persons. Uh, evil, it doesn't care how old or how young you are. It'll tool you. It'll use you if you let it. And we've got to help our children on our side in kid ministry. And parents, if you're involved in this, Please be careful. I can't tell you how to parent. I've got my two kids are raised. I have a daughter who's in church who's on this podcast with me. My son backslid and went atheist, agnostic. How do you think I've dealt with that down through the years? It wasn't my choice. It was his, and we still love him. He's still family. Everything's cool, except he made his choice. I can't tell you how to parent your children, but if you're throwing them and pushing them into politics, glamour portraits, movies, sports, be careful. Just, just be very careful. Be gingerly about this, about what you're doing. Consider that. I'm not saying don't do it, just be careful and do all the research you can on how, you know, if this goes awry, if they don't get to where I'm pushing them at, and I'm trying to live my life through them, how will this affect them if it fails? How will I be as a parent to them if this fails? Will they hate me? Is this something they want to do or something you want them to do? My name is Randy, and thank you for listening to this and bearing with me. And I just, again, pray for our kids. Uh, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Our website is sndkidmen.com, I believe. I can't even think straight. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, contact us. Let us know what you think. And uh, have a great Easter and April Fool's Day tomorrow, if you all hear this today. If not, we'll catch you later. God bless you and your kidmen. That's why I'm glad we had this time together. Because it makes me feel that I belong. Seems we just get started. And before you know, 